0: Hola, jambo, Welcome to the Rich Immigrant Podcast. This podcast was created to be what the next immigrant needs to thrive and what we need as an immigrant community. In this podcast, we talk about attaining financial independence, living full lives in the new countries we call home, and we'll do all that while talking about topics that pertain to the immigrant community all over the world. We'll do that with grace, with truth, with love, and yes, with great background music. So please, dance into every podcast episode with me. I'm dio lateru and I'm your host. Welcome. Hey, hey, hey. So, you know, real talk. 2020 is one heck of a reminder to get our coins in check. And so, really, this year, a lot of conventional personal finance advice is kind of... Out the door in the sense that some of that wisdom just does not apply right well I guess I'll say in certain instances everyone is impacted financially in one way or another but this thing you know this thing has hit us all differently and so you know I was thinking about what to talk about this week and really in this week's episode we're going to talk about what to do with your finances right now based on where you are so sit back, actually don't sit back, sit up, <laughs> grab a pen, grab your spouse, grab some tea, grab some wine, and, and let's talk about this, okay? Okay, so let's dig into, I'll probably put people into three different buckets, right? And so the first bucket of people are people that have lost their jobs or their sources of income if they're entrepreneurs, to the people that are still working at their jobs, but there's some nervousness about what's to come in the coming months. And then the last bucket of people would be people that feel feeling secure about their income and about their, their jobs. And and that's, that's a wonderful place to be. And so regardless, you know, of what bucket you fall under or where you land, you know, we are also likely in different places financially, right? So there are people that have lost their jobs but can can live fine for six months to a year because in the time before they lost their jobs, they'd beefed up their savings and all of that. And there are people that, you know, maybe might have no savings or some that have debt and others that have no debt. So regardless of where we are with our jobs and our income, also our financials, you know, the places that we were financially prior to um, the impact of the pandemic would also determine, you know, what to do with money right now. And so before I really get into this episode, I'm just going to put a caveat out there. There's a lot of financial advice out there. And so here's what I'll say. And here's what, how, what I go by. I listen to a lot of voices. I mean, I, 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 I've identified pages that are, that resonate with me. And uh, I sort through all the, the advice there. And I pick what feeds me. So I'll say the same thing to you in this episode. I hope that you pay attention. Um, and come from a place to to learn and and look for something that some things might be like a, uh, might be a harsh ask of you to do. I ask that you don't ignore those things, but you know there are tips that may not apply to you, and and so leave those or share that with someone that it might apply to. And so I ask that you come from a place of of openness, and so take what serves you. It's like you you have a buffet. I'm serving you a buffet today. Sit at the buffet and eat what you like, and what is good for you, right? And then leave the rest. What what you don't like is, you know, treasure, honey for somebody else. So I just want to start with that before I get into just this suggestions um, for you to consider. So first of all, there's one thing I'm going to ask everybody to do, whether you're a baller, you got this all down, your money's, you know, your bank account is a padded, doesn't matter. So one thing I'm going to ask everybody to do is... You know, sit down, go through your budget with a fine-tooth comb, go through your budget, go through your expenses, and calculate your bare minimum budget for every month. So what does that mean, right? Right. So that means, you know, look for areas to cut, right? Go, to, go through it with a fine-tooth comb, look at the, the haves and the needs, right? And, and look for things that you can possibly eliminate from your monthly spending to free up some cash for you. You may need it, you may not need it, but you want to at least know what your bare bones budget is. So for example, I have my monthly regular budget, but if I lost my job today, best believe I'm going to cut that down to the bare minimum. For example, you know, I pay rent every month and my sister is hearing this for the first time, but if I lose my job, I am leaving my apartment, I am moving to my sister's house and I will pay her a couple hundred dollars for rent and that would cut my expenses by like six, in in a given month. So determine what your bare bones budget is. Um that you'll need to survive if you, you know, if if things got really, really tight. I'm not asking you to go down to your bare bones budget yet at this point, but at least start with that just so you know what that number is. And then also in the meantime, if you still have your job and all that stuff, I think there's still room to to cut out costs right now. And I think that, you know, most of us should actually really be doing that. Um an interesting stat that I that I found out because I'm a geek and I read up on all this stuff is that actually in the United States and probably it's true all over the world, um, consumer spending you know has been cut drastically in the last three months. But guess who's cut their spending the most? Those that are the highest income earners are the ones that are actually spending less. And so how are you going to go back and and look for ways to, to cut down on your budget? I think a first way to do it is you know. Go back and look at your actual 60 days of of actual spending, right? Because we have a budget and we have what we actually do. So, you know, I'm just practicing a little exercise on you. If you would tell me, uh, write down the number that you think you spend on discretionary, non-essential items every month. Just write that down. And then go back and look at the last 60 days or six months of your expenses and see what your actual discretionary spending has been the chances are you actually underestimated what that amount is. So go back through your budget with a fine tooth comb, identify what you can or cannot cut. And I'll tell you what I did really in the past few months here. Right now, I look closer at my bills. I I catch overcharges. I've done that in the past few months. Um... Twenty twenty, I think I shared in my blog newsletter was a year for me to be a bit more financially disciplined. I've always been, but I cut down on travel before before COVID happened. I cut down on my international travel this year because I just had some financial, personal financial goals that I wanted to to hit this year. Um, but even with less travel, I've I've saved you know even more than I had planned to do. But even at that, you know, in in April I and and in March I sat down and looked at my monthly budget. And I identify that housing was where I spent the most money. Um, and so I, I cut my largest expense and I, I negotiated my rent and I, and I cut it down by 16%. And so that way I didn't have to save money by drinking one less coffee every month or, you know, spending five, dollars $5 less here and there. And so for me, I achieved that, that, you know, cost decrease and, and that's it. You know, I'm not going to kill myself trying to do many other things. Um, that's that here nor there. I'm just giving an example of how I've personally found ways to, to reduce my spending. And, and and that took me being kind of, okay, yes, I liked my other space and I love the extra space, but did I need it? I didn't. And so I had to be honest with myself. And when I have these conversations with myself, honestly, I have what I call my, it's my alter ego. So my accountant, she's the serious side of me. Because me on my own, I would have been like, uh, maybe I can just stay here and all that stuff. And so I, my accountant, you know, she she's she's rational, she's objective, she's clear-headed. She doesn't make emotional financial decisions. And so I ask you to find your alter ego, um, the one that won't make emotional choices to, to, to keep the Netflix because you know it's just nice. If you need to let it go, have your alter ego do the do the do the review of the budget and 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 look at and identify areas, you know, where you can cut. And so ag- examples of what you can do are, you know, renegotiating your rent, refinancing your mortgage, and doing that run the numbers to see, you know, what makes sense for you. Reducing you know, or entirely cutting out some of your entertainment expenses if, if that's something that that you spend quite a bit on. And you know what you should do with the difference? Save the difference um and we'll talk about an emergency fund and all of that but but the point of reducing costs is to save the difference so if you're reducing costs and not saving any difference something's off so please look for ways to reduce costs and then save the difference okay and what's an emergency fund right An emergency fund is, I think of it as just an insurance, like a a self-funded insurance fund. So if if something hits the fan or your car breaks down or there's job loss, you have your own pots of cash to to pull from. And so that's what an emergency fund is. It's just your insurance for when something goes wrong. Okay. And so next, we know what everybody should be doing, but I'm going to specifically speak to people in, in different buckets right now. So first, for those that have their, their job or income sources have, have gone dry right now. And, and I'm sorry that this is the case, but I wanted to provide some suggestions on what you can do specifically based on your circumstance. So first, um, Know that it is go time, right? I I hope you take the time to process the loss, but then get up and it's time to go. You know, I think there's some things that you can control, but there are some things that are within your power. And I hope that you 100 percent, you know, do that. First of all, know where you are financially. That exercise that I just talked about, you need to do that to the extreme know your numbers in and out know what's a need know what's a, a, a nice to have know your numbers so even if you can't save anything or, or or do anything else at least know where you stand so you can make plans when you start getting out of this place that you're in second of all right you know if you don't get, if you don't have any income coming in, um yes, reduce expenses as thoroughly as you can. That alter ego needs to come come for real like 100%, 200%. Um in doing this, if you don't feel like you're sacrificing anything, then you're probably not being strict enough with yourself. So for example, you may need to sacrifice some things that you want right now or some levels of comfort right now to stabilize Um, and reduce your expenses. So, you know, I feel like if you really are not giving up anything, you might be a little bit unserious about the whole cutting cost process. That's just me keeping it real with you. Um, But here are examples of of what you can do. First of all, if you live in a country where the government offers some kind of programs or there are nonprofits that, that are there to support you, please take the time to research and apply for those programs. Two, move to cheaper housing. Either move from an apartment to rent in a room in someone's house or moving home with family if you have the, if you have the option for free housing. 3. Straight up cut out non-essential expenses. The rule should be this, does it offer a roof over my head and does it offer me shelter and food to eat? If the answer is no, cut it out. 3. Ask for help. Get food from food shelter, food from a, from, a, from a food bank if you need to. Ask your friends and family if you need to. 3. Call your creditors. If you don't have the cash, many, many, many in many countries right now you have the option of taking a, what is called a payment holiday. And a payment holiday is a break from making your debt payments, whether it's up to three months or six months, call and take that payment holiday. Four, call all your service providers and tell them that you've been impacted. By the pandemic, and see what programs they have to help you reduce your costs, or just sometimes it's just time to reduce costs anyway. So, for for example, if you have a if you have a cable subscription and you can go down to a cheaper service, well, I think you should got cable anyway in general. But if you, there's cheaper service that you can qualify for, ask for that. And again, what you should be doing if you have any cash left, if you have like unemployment you're getting and you're using them to pay your regular bills. If you're able to cut extra expenses and have cash left over from your monthly unemployment payment, you should be using this to beef up your savings. So I'm talking to people that have lost income or lost their jobs and have not enough savings right now. And then, um, you know, the last one is before you agree to you know stop paying any debt or anything of the sort make sure you confirm with the, with your creditor what the terms of the payment holiday is so make sure that it's not going to affect your credit make sure make sure you understand how you will be expected to pay back when you when the payment holiday is over because guess what all holidays will end and you will still have to pay the debt. it's not debt forgiveness it's a holiday so understand what that is, understand the terms before you commit to it. Don't be surprised because some may say "Oh, you need to make a bulk payment at the end of the payment holiday, or, you know, some may kind of make you pay it over time. And so just make sure you understand and you know what you are signing up for. And then, of course, apply for jobs like a maniac, like your life depends on it because it does. Right. And so it may be time for you to you know apply for jobs in your field that you're qualified for. But also, if you need the cash, it's also a time to apply for jobs that maybe you're on, you're overqualified for, um, and and, and it's a time to you know in this this is the season instead you know put your pride aside, lose your pride. It is go time. Look for ways to work online or ways to put your extra passion and skills and to monetize them. If there was ever a time, now is it? All right. Okay. Now I'm going to talk to the second group of people, people that their job or income source is uncertain in the coming months and you don't have savings, but at the moment today, you're still working. One, do the same exercise I said, but again, go through it aggressively because you don't have savings and you need to beef up your savings. Act as though you've already lost your job. You know, save all, you know, act as though you've already lost your job. Cut your expenses increase your cash savings. And another way to potentially increase cash savings so you have that emergency fund of three to six months or even nine months of monthly expenses is by potentially reducing your retirement contributions. And so, yes, while we always say, you know, yes, put the put your 401k to the max, if you don't have cash savings and you're worried about losing your job, I would say that consider reducing your 401k contributions until you beef up those savings. If you do this, you'll have a little bit of extra cash every month. And right now, cash is the king, the queen, the the daddy, the godfather, everything. So please save that extra cash until you have a fully funded emergency fund, which is about three to six months of expenses. But really, if you can, get it to nine months because this time nobody knows what's going to happen. Right. So that, that's the extra tip I have for this group of people. And then the next group is those that are in kind of in similar boats. so your job or income your job source is uncertain in in the next few months, but you have a you have a good, good handle on your savings. So one, still want everybody should still cut what you can in, in, in your in your spending. And two, if you had maybe six months of an emergency fund, consider beefing that up to to nine months of an emergency fund, right? And then second of all, Focus on networking and applying to jobs and and continue to, to be a value provider to your organization. If your organization is likely going to close down, then make sure you're networking externally and building relationships for the time where you might need it. And yes, please start applying for jobs now. Don't wait until something happens. If you think there's something coming down the line, please, please, please. Set a set amount of time either every morning, every evening, and apply for jobs every single day. And also, while you still have breathing room and the and the security of, of a paycheck, um, look for ways to start, you know, um getting side income right now, whether it's doing Uber or Lyft or looking for ways to, to work online or just take whatever skills, or maybe you're just a great cook and people would love to, to buy pre-made food. Look for ways to start doing that before you actually need to. And again, that way you're building your cash reserves, but also building another income stream before you actually need it. And last but not least, please make all your doctor's appointments. Use your health insurance while you have it. See the doctor. See the nurse. Do, use all of that um, before you no longer have access access to those to those benefits. Okay. Another bucket of people I'm gonna to talk to you right now. If this is you, shout out to you, but pay attention. Your job is secure. Uh, maybe you're an essential worker or you're just in an industry where you can continue to work right now. Congratulations, I'm excited for you. So your job is secure, but you do not have enough savings. I'm not gonna judge you as far why you don't have savings, but I'm gonna tell you what you need to do now. Because even though your job is secure, I mean, have you seen what COVID did to 2020? Things can change. Anytime, so you know, let's get real here. One budget like you're gonna lose your job, yes, still do that. And yes, save the difference, go on a be a savings maniac, um, reduce your retirement contributions so that you can beef up your, your cash savings. Right? I mean, i stay still keep your retirement contributions so you still get your company's match because that's free money, but anything above that should go to your cash savings. The other tip there is, you know, right away while you're beefing up to have at least three to six months of cash, reduce your debt payment to the minimum payment that is needed. Um, This is not typical. I mean, I would not typically recommend recommend this, but if you don't have cash savings, because guess what? If you lose your job today and you need to pay your bills, well, how are you going to pay? You're going to pay, you're going to, you're going to, You're going to run up some debts to pay it off so why not save some cash to at least last you a few months and then you can go back to 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 increasing your debt payments you know if you you know if if that makes sense and and that would make sense channel any amount that you're saving into your emergency fund until you hit that six, six month mark and yes, while you still have your job and that's wonderful, please be someone that is bringing value to the table. Be a value provider. Don't just think, oh, I'm all that in a bag of chips. Know what value looks like to your employer today because that may have changed from like last year. So stay connected with what is important to your employer and make sure that you are providing value and communicating that value, especially right now. Make yourself indispensable. Solidify your position. Do what you need to do, man, but keep your job, right? And so now I'm going to talk to the last group of people. Um, Your job and income is secure. You have your cash savings, all of that. Massive congratulations to to you, but I still have work for you. And I am thankful to be one that falls into this bucket. And I'll tell you again, from my personal experience, I told you I cut my housing expense by 16% because... I don't know what's going to happen. Right. And so remember that life is in cycles and, you know, people that are in this bucket, we could potentially be positioned to, to, to maybe, you know, make something out of this. I remember, you know, 10 years ago, I was in the opposite bucket. I mean, I had a job, but I knew that people were being let go. I just started working. I had zero savings. I had debt, I, you know, and all of that. And honestly, I had bare minimum financial advice. And so there were things I probably should have done differently then, but I know better now. And so life is in cycles. And, and, and thankfully, to people in this bucket, you're in a cycle where, you know, you can do more with your funds right now. So congratulations. And so one, first of all, you're gonna ha- you have a lot of choice here, right? So if you want to beef up your cash, like, I, I, I did a little bit of beefing off my cash savings. If you want to beef up your cash, maybe if you had six months of savings, you want to beef it up to nine months. If you had nine months of cash savings, you want to beef it up to one year's worth. You know, go ahead and do that. Second of all, if you do have some debt, pay off the high interest debt first. Because there's no point in saving cash and getting 1% interest if you have a credit card with a 20% APR or interest rate. So that doesn't make sense. So please make sure that you're paying down high interest debt faster. So please go at that with gazelle intensity. And then the next option for you is invest in the market right now. That's probably the biggest thing for this group is that you have the opportunity to invest in the market right now. And there are a few ways that you could do that. So first of all, you know, some people are actually, they put money in their retirement funds and they have that set throughout the year. But there's a chance if you think, if you think the market, you know, the the stocks are at a discount right now, right? So if you think that the market is going to improve by the end of the year, you could accelerate your 401k contributions, for example, and put more money earlier in the year. And then later in the year, you can stop it. So that way you're still putting the same amounts you planned, but you're changing the timing of when you're putting that so you can do that or you can just leave it, at it as is. So don't reduce your your retirement contributions right now. And um, second of all, um invest via your your 529 or custodial accounts for your kids. So a 529 is a college savings account and a custodial account is, account is an account for 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 your children that can be used beyond for beyond um educational expenses. And we'll have a different episode where we can talk about that a bit more. But if you do have the extra cash to invest now, that's another place where you can put your money in in saving for your kids' futures. The other place you can invest is investing via your personal brokerage account. So if you if you've invested in your four hundred one k ira your five twenty nine, you can also have your own separate investment account where you invest in the stocks or, or bonds or or etfs or mutual funds, um, and so you can invest that way. Um, So generally, as I said earlier, stocks and funds, the stock market is generally at a discount now compared to where it was, you know, a year ago. And yes, no one can time the market. So I am not here advocating any of that. But generally, if you have the cash, it's generally a good time to invest. Kind of how people invested in real estate 10 years ago and now they're making bank by selling it. Um, and so I can't predict when the when the when the stock market is going to bottom out, it will likely rise and fall over the next few months. who knows? Um, but generally, consistent investment is what's key here. So that way you kind of average out um, um, the market's performance. And so one last one last recommendation for this group of people, and this probably goes against general personal finance advice, but I will say I'm not general. And so my advice is this. Give more or at least maintain your current level of giving. It is such a blessing to be in a place of security when a lot of the world is in the opposite place. And so my ask of you is that to ignore the natural instincts to gather more for yourself and find ways and for yourself and for your loved ones and find ways to um to to give to others others that may be struggling in this period and one thing i've done personally is you know yes i saved money on 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 rent and and you know that gives me a little bit of extra cash but when I, I decided how to spend that extra cash, I split it up in, yes, I'm going to save more, but yes, I'm also going to challenge myself to give more and find a different organization that supports people that are struggling or anti-racism movements and give to those organizations every single month. And so I'm not, I'm not advising you to be reckless, but I'm saying to, 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 again, resist the urge to just gather up for yourself when you are actually um, you know, in a great place. And so how about we we take the time and be our brother's keepers? How about we take the time and look out for others um, since since we are in a position to be able to do that? Okay, rich immigrants and our friends and anyone listening here, that's all I have for this episode. I hope you've learned a thing or two. Or at least you've gotten ideas on what to do with your money right now. If you've got questions, please feel free to DM us on Instagram or leave a comment on the Instagram page and we will come back to you. But I hope that this helps you. I hope that this grows you. And I hope that you at least get to share this with one person in your world. As I said, not all of the recommendations will apply to you, but take what feeds you and leave the rest and pass it on to somebody else. Ciao. I'll see you next time. Get your money. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Rich Immigrant Podcast. Before you go, I'd like you to know that there will always be room for you at this table. And as I wrap this up, I'd like to ask for your help with a few things to help support and amplify the message of the podcast. First, please subscribe. Click the subscribe button and that way you're notified of new episodes. Second, if you enjoyed this episode, please write and review the podcast. That way you're signaling to Apple that the content here is, you know what, popping. And you amplify our message to other potential listeners. And last but not least, please follow us at Instagram at the rich immigrant. And as you go out into the world, I hope that you're encouraged to show up and live fully in whatever country you've chosen to call home. Ciao, bye, odavo, see you next time.